This is Theology for the Rest of Us with your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This is episode 281, and in this episode, we're going to tackle the topic, Is There Historical Evidences? that a real man named Jesus once lived. Is there evidence for the historical Jesus? And I would say the answer is a resounding yes. And I'm going to give you some of those evidences here in this episode. Before we get to that, quick reminder, we have a website, theologyfortherestofus.com. Check it out. You can search for uh, any topic or subject um, in the search box there. If you're looking for a particular topic or a particular theological question, pop it in there and any episode that I've done related to that topic will pop up in the search results. In addition to that, on the website, lots of recommended resources. I encourage you to check those out. Also, if you are someone inclined and willing to leave a rating or review, and if you have not done so, please, please do that. Those are a big, big help to the show. Tell the world you love the podcast. That would be fantastic. All right, let's get to the topic. Uh, this episode is actually inspired by an email that I got from a listener named Mia. Uh, she sent me an email asking a question. I'm going to sort of, and I'm going to use her email to inspire two or three episodes, probably uh, tackling some topics here. She did not ask this question directly. Is there evidence for uh, historical Jesus? This was not necessarily directly her question, uh, but I believe that this question uh, is important and related to some of the things she brings up. In addition to that, there are lots of people out there claiming that Jesus never existed, uh, which, which quite frankly is laughable to me whenever I hear atheists say that, um, only because the evidence for the historical Jesus is overwhelming. It's well-established. Um, for the most part, there are very few scholars, real scholars that ever doubt the, the historicity of Jesus. Uh, but there are a segment of people, there's a particular group of people who are hostile toward the gospel claiming that Jesus never existed. So I do feel that it is appropriate uh, for us to contend against those uh, arguments. Let me read you the email that I got from Mia and then explain a little bit why I want to address this. She says this, Hey there, non-believers often claim that our faith copied the pagan religions. They say that the Trinity, the resurrection, uh, the born of a virgin, all derived from an ancient pagan faith and that the Hebrews invented Jesus because they were in dire need of a superhero or superhero figure to come save them in their suffering. How can this be proven wrong? These complex issues have me questioning my faith. I love this show. I hope to hear an answer. Thank you. Mia, let me just first tell you, uh, thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for your encouragement. Really appreciate it. I'm glad you are enjoying the show. I also want you to know that there is no need for you to question your faith over these issues. I, I completely understand. They may sound valid at times. They may sound reputable. But I just want to encourage you and let you know that the, that the God um, of the universe is indeed real. He did indeed come to planet Earth in the form of a man named Jesus and that he did indeed die for your sins and rose from the dead. All of those things are absolutely true. And I think there is overwhelming evidence for that. So I just want to encourage you, there is no need for you to question your faith. 
So I'm going to answer Mia's questions. Again, I'm going to take at least two or three episodes to kind of dive into some of the things that she brought up. Uh, but the first thing I want to tackle here is the idea, did Jesus really exist? And as she alluded to, some people are claiming that he was sort of a, a made-up figure, maybe because a particular group of people in the first century felt the need to have a superhero figure. Uh, maybe he was made up after the fact, or maybe he's a composite of multiple different characters uh, throughout Jewish or Palestinian history. You know, These are the different types of things that are said. And again, there's no real historical evidence for any of those claims. So let me give you some of the reasons why you can be confident that Jesus really did exist. Let me start by mentioning two names that you ought to be familiar with. One is Maurice Casey. The other one is Bart Ehrman. Uh, These two guys are pretty much the two most well-known mainstream uh, historians that happen to be critical of the Christian faith. These are two of the most prominent atheists, and they both tend to be very hostile toward the central message and the essence of the gospel. Um, I, I've never met these two guys. I've just you know read some of their work. Uh, Casey, formerly of uh, Nottingham University, and Bart Ehrman is at University of North Carolina. Um, neither one of these guys think that the historicity of Jesus is in question. So these are, these are atheists. They are hostile toward the gospel message. They don't like Christianity. They have no reason to back up Christianity. But they happen to be the most, the two most prominent and amongst atheists that live in the world of, or the work in the world of, you know, biblical history and, and, and textual criticisms. Amongst all the atheist scholars in those genres of study and scholarship, they're kind of two of the most respected, two of the most prominent, uh, two of the most popular. Both of them basically say denying the historical evidences for Jesus is simply silly. Uh, Both of them have gone on record to say it is pseudo-scholarship, or it is basically not credible to basically deny that. Both have said uh, that that it is silly and inappropriate to call Jesus a myth. Uh, Ehrman has said that the Jesus myth approach is pseudo-scholarship. So both of these guys have basically rejected this claim. They're both saying, listen, Jesus really did exist. Let's not even fight about that. That's that's wor- that's worthless. Let's fight about the other things. Right? Both of these guys believe that Jesus were was 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 just a regular dude, not God, and that he died and never rose from the dead. In their mind, let's just argue about about whether or not he rose from the dead and whether or not Christianity is true, rather than arguing about the historicity of Jesus, because that that is so established. It's sort of silly to even argue that. Second, I think it's important to note that there was never a debate of the historicity of Jesus. In the early centuries, we have no evidence whatsoever in the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth centuries at all that anyone at any time ever questioned whether or not Jesus actually lived, including many opponents of the gospel. There were plenty of early Jewish rabbis that denounced Jesus as the Messiah, that wrote significantly the fact that he was an illegitimate child. Some even said he was the product of of an affair between Mary and a sorcerer. Um, Even among certain pagans and different philosophers like Celsus and Lucian and others dismissed Jesus as the Messiah, that they dismissed him as a a man to be trusted or followed, but they never dismissed him as a myth. Um, no one in the ancient world ever questioned that Jesus actually lived. Lots of people who that would have had good reason to question him or, or would want to call into question the credibility of Christianity never, ever attacked Christianity on the basis that Jesus 
never existed. It's it's just unfounded. It never existed. It's really a, a recent advent from recent people attacking the gospel. Third, I think it's important to note that there were plenty of non-Christian sources about Jesus in the early centuries, uh, particularly in, in the the latter part of the first century and early portion of the, the second century, the, the most prominent is the Jewish historian Flavius Josephus, who was not a Christian. He was a Jewish uh, scholar and military commander who was uh, who was taken, uh, basically became forced to be a, a slave historian for the Roman Empire. Um, I actually did an episode about Josephus uh, several years ago, so you can check that. You can find that on the website if you want to check that out. Um, he wrote about Jesus. We have multiple references uh, from Josephus's work about Jesus. This is historical record written by Josephus being corroborated and funded by the Roman Empire. Uh, we also have um, other uh, references about Jesus from non-Christian sources. Uh, a few years after Josephus, we have Pliny and we have Tacitus. Both of these guys held very high offices um, in the Roman government. Both of these guys would have been extremely uh, well-respected, prominent, credible historians. Both of them clearly document Jesus. Tacitus talks about how Jesus was arrested and executed under the uh, jurisdiction of Pontius Pilate, who was the Roman uh, prefect in that particular uh, region between you know, A.D. 26 and A.D. 36. In addition, uh, Pliny, in, in his writings in the early part of the second century, talks about Christianity being based upon uh, this this one particular man. Now, he didn't like Christianity. In fact, he he called Christians the pig-headed, obstinate ones. Um, he, he referred to the Christian religion as a destructive superstition, right? This is not a guy who's promoting Christianity by any means, and yet he documents that there were Christians who genuinely believed in historical Jesus and Pliny gives us no reason to believe that Jesus didn't actually exist. The way Pliny writes about the Christian faith, he seems to believe that Jesus was a real man, that had inspired this group of followers to believe in him as God. Now, Pliny is thinking they're stupid, but he is clearly documenting that there were indeed believers in the region where he uh, was a leader, which is now modern-day northern Turkey, uh, where he had been governor or, or, or regional leader for the Roman Empire. He's, he's documenting some historical evidences that there were indeed Christians worshiping Jesus as God very early and that Jesus is being treated as if he is a historical figure. There's no reason to question the historicity of Jesus whatsoever, and the writings of Josephus, Tacitus, and Pliny lead us to believe that that Jesus was indeed a historical person, and this was corroborated by sources in the first century and believed by people at the highest level of leadership in the Roman Empire, even people who w would have preferred to see Christianity stomped out, people who had no reason to endorse Christianity and had every reason to attack Christianity. Even they seemed to corroborate the historicity of Jesus. Another reason that we know that Jesus was historical is because the Christian writings were written very early and were well circulated. The evidence is that the New Testament was well circulated throughout the first century is now overwhelming. We have found manuscripts from all over uh, what would have been the Roman Empire and, and in, some, in some cases even beyond that. There is tremendous evidence for many of the writings. The most prominent ones are actually by the Apostle Paul. 
or the ones that we have the, the strongest evidences for. The Apostle Paul wrote 13 books of the New Testament. Most liberal scholars, it means scholars that aren't Christians and don't hold to traditional Christian orthodoxy or cr- traditional Christian uh, theology, most liberal scholars would say there's seven of them that we know for sure. That these are called the undisputed letters of Paul. Seven of those 13, pretty much everyone agrees uh, you know, 90% or more of all of the scholars, even the atheist scholars and the skeptics, pretty much believe this. And this has been well documented uh, by Gary Habermas, uh, who is uh, one of the deans and professors at Liberty University. Uh, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode. Um, he's documented this well. Now, of those seven, there's two that are really the darling, and that's 1 Corinthians and Galatians. Pretty much 100% of all scholars, even the most atheistic, most hostile scholars, pretty much know that 1 Corinthians and Galatians were indeed written by the Apostle Paul and that they are authentic. 1 Corinthians in particular is tied to a a very strong piece of archaeological evidence. There's a, a there, there's a particular piece of uh, archaeology that was discovered um, that knows for sure that First Corinthians can be tied to about 51 A.D. or even slightly sooner than that, and we know that it's authentic. That Paul wrote it and that it has not been changed over the course of the last 2,000 years. And people say, "What are you telling me? Liberal scholars and atheists believe this?" Yes. They may not believe that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. They may not believe that Jesus rose from the dead, but they all know that Paul was was writing it. It was authentic. It's not been changed. It's been corroborated. In 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says something that's pretty profound. In 1 Corinthians 15, he says, I saw Jesus. I saw the resurrected Jesus. By the way, over 500 other people also saw the resurrected Jesus. And then he says, by the way, half of them, they're still alive. There's still a lot. If you don't believe me, go check with them. There's over 250 people that were eyewitnesses to what happened. They saw the resurrected Jesus after he had risen from the dead. They, they saw him with their own eyes. Over 500 people saw it, and half of those people are still alive. Now, listen, you can't make that kind of claim unless you are confident that those people are going to back you up, right? If I were to say to you, hey, um, five people witnessed me, you know, eating a 32 ounce steak the other night. Hey, listen, if you don't believe me, go check with them, right? Listen, I, I, I'm not confident to say that unless I know for sure they're going to back me up, unless I know for sure that, that what I'm saying is true and that they can authenticate what I'm saying. For the Apostle Paul to make that sort of statement in a letter that has been well corroborated and we know is authentic is, is pretty profound. So the first Corinthians was written by the Apostle Paul as a letter to the Corinthian church, and then soon thereafter gets copied and replicated and starts getting sent all around the ancient world. Um, and and this is a first firsthand testimony or an eyewitness testimony with lots of corroborating witnesses being listed therein. If this, if this wasn't able to be corroborated, if there were people in the first century questioning whether or not Jesus actually lived, or if there was any sort of evidence, if there was even one person that was not confident that Jesus hadn't actually lived, there would have been some sort of backlash to this letter. Someone would have said something. We would have some bit of evidence. There were, there was, there were plenty of people who wanted to question or undermine the credibility of Christianity in the first century in the Roman Empire, but we, not see, we don't see a single person. People are combating Paul in various ways, they're, they're basically, they may be combating whether or not Jesus rose from the dead. They may be combating whether or not Jesus um, is God. But no one is combating whether or not Jesus actually lived. No one. The fact that 
there's not one shred of evidence that anyone ever combated it at any point, at any time, ever, is overwhelming to me. And, and I think I think the most logical thing that we must conclude is that Jesus Christ was a real man, a human being, who did indeed live and walk on planet Earth. In addition to that, lots of the Christian writings can be authenticated to within one generation of the resurrection of Jesus, of the life and ministry of Jesus. And they were well circulated. And there's there's pretty much no challenging of the historicity of Jesus at any point. There is much stronger evidence for the existence of Jesus than Alexander the Great. There is stronger evidence for the existence of Jesus than some of the Roman emperors. There are lots of of, of prominent people from the first century and before for, for which there is little evidence. And yet no, no one out there is going around saying Alexander the Great never existed. Alexander the Great could be a complete myth that was, that was, you know, that was made up and was written about hundreds of years later. And yet no one takes that approach. No one says he was a myth. Pretty much every scholar, every reputable scholar believes that he was a real human being. The evidence for Jesus is dramatically more. There are way more manuscripts, literally thousands. For Alexander the Great, there's a handful, like literally a handful. There are thousands for for the re- for the existence of Jesus and even for the resurrection of Jesus. Um, and, and most of the writings of the other scholars are much earlier or much later. Much of the writings of these other prominent figures from history don't come on the scene for hundreds of years after that person lived, which gives us plenty of time for the stories to change, and yet the vast majority of scholars put lots of stock and trust in those writings. Some of the writings are three, four, five hundred years after the fact, and yet we believe that. Most of the writings that tell us about the life of Alexander the Great are hundreds of years after he lived. Most of the writings about the life of Jesus are literally just a few years, at most a few decades. That's it. It, In in the light of of textual criticism and the world of scholarship, that's 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 a fraction of time. When we're comparing other people from the world of antiquity, man, the life of Jesus is so well documented, so well established, so pervasive, and so reputable. Again, it it's almost laughable to to question that at all. And so, I'd encourage Mia and every other person listening to this just know that the evidence is from a historical standpoint. Uh, for the historicity of Jesus are overwhelming. Jesus was not made up, as some people would contend. He, he's not just a, a hero the Jews needed in time of suffering, as some atheists have claimed, as Mia has heard from probably people that she's corresponded with. And I just want to encourage you, Mia, and anyone else listening to this, you can be confident that Jesus Christ did indeed live on planet Earth, and you can trust the Bible is authentic, and that what it says about Jesus is true, that he died for your sins, and that he rose from the dead. That's something to be celebrated. And it's something that can be trusted. To that I say, praise the Lord. Hey, one last thought. I'm going to put uh, citations and sources in the show notes of this episode. So if you want to know what uh, what sources I've used and what are some of the things I've been alluding to, I'll put all of those in the show notes. In addition to that, I'll have some additional recommended resources. There's been tons of books written by great scholars and apologists throughout the centuries 
uh, lots of contemporary great works. I'll make sure I have all of those noted in the show notes. So you can head over to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com, look at the show notes for this episode, episode 281, and you'll be able to see all of the citations, sources, as well as uh, additional recommended resources that I think could be extremely helpful to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Mia, thank you so much for your email. I promise in the next episode or two, I'm going to tackle more things related to the uh, to the email you sent me. So great, great email, Mia. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving the inspiration for this episode. Hey, for anyone else listening to this, if, uh, if you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. Or if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The best address is Hey Ortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H E Y O R T I Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K E N N E T H O R T I Z. Thanks again for listening. I'm Ken Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.